Welcome to the dive table. I'm Jay Gardner, and with me as always is Nick Hogle. Mr. Nick, how are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good, good sir. All right. No, no, no quick comeback this morning. Sorry. I'm still halfway through my coffee cup. So halfway through your coffee. Where, where did the quick quips come from? Full coffee cup or two? At least one. Oh, <laughs> at least one. At okay. least one. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That's good to know. That's good to know. Well, we're happy you've uh, chosen to pull up a chair at our table today. And we're really hopeful that you take something away from this, even if it is just to laugh at, at us for the next hour. I'll probably be laughing a little bit too. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a podcast for scuba divers everywhere. Take your seat at the dive table with your hosts, Nick Hogel and Jay Gardner. All right, Nick. So for this episode, we wanted to tackle an interesting topic, which is how do I navigate growth as a diver? And this is a topic that's, I think, near and dear to our hearts uh, as we've been thinking about this just personally, right? And talking about this a lot outside of the podcast um, in our own personal journeys. So I think navigating your growth uh, as a diver is an important part of opening up new experiences and opportunities in your diving. But it really isn't easy to know exactly how to grow, what path to take, no matter if you're kind of a seasoned vet or if you're just getting started. So we want to use this episode as uh, an opportunity to share our opinions, our experience, what we're thinking about right now, our personal journeys. And hopefully this will help you if you're out there as a diver thinking about your growth path, thinking about how you develop, hope you gain more confidence in your ability to kind of navigate this topic. So you ready to, to jump into this one? Yes, I, I think I am. Isn't that what a navigation course is for? I'm sorry. Sorry. There we go. I'm almost through the coffee. Almost through the coffee. Yeah, see, you're, you're catching up. Yeah. Now. Good. All right, good. Well, I think let's jump into it. So how do I navigate growth as a diver? And I think the first big question to tackle here is whose responsibility is it to grow as a diver? Like who's who has the responsibility to grow? Is it the agency should shepherd their divers through? Is it the instructor should tell me what's next? Is it the diver that should take responsibility for it? Kind of what is, where does the responsibility lie for when we get started and we want to grow as a diver? Where does that responsibility lie? I think that, that everybody shares a part in that, uh, but the ultimate responsibility would lay on the actual diver. Uh, I think that the agency can guide you. I think the instructor can help facilitate where you want to go as well as the agency. But at the end of the day, it's definitely, in my opinion, would be it just it's all on the diver. Um, we talked about in, in a few episodes ago about, uh, oh, you can go as far as you want. Uh, you can go as far as you want. If you want to do the five dives a year, that's great. Uh and I, you know, where, where does the diver want to go? If he wants to make it all the way to instructor, if he wants to be done with his open water, maybe he wants to become a commercial diver. I don't know. Uh, but I definitely think it lays on the, it, it falls back on the diver. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause when I was getting started, I remember I fully outsourced that responsibility to, uh, the graphic on the wall, you know, like in every <laughs> dive center, there's like a graphic on the wall that shows, you know, the steps of here's what you do and here's what you do next and here's what you do next and then all of a sudden you know it ends up an instructor right that's all almost all of them end up in, in instruction you know dive master or a master or, scuba diver or, or a master scuba diver right uh which no offense to any master scuba divers out there but it's we think it's funny but i remember i studied the hell out of that chart i was just like okay what goes next and show me the path and when i think about that uh you know where my mind was in that moment it was very much so not taking responsibility for my growth. It was kind of, okay, if I do these things, I'm going to grow as a diver was my assumption or was kind of what that graphic was communicating to me. And so I think you're right. I think it, it is shared responsibility across all of those things. But ultimately, I, I think 100% it's on the diver. Like it's on the diver to take responsibility for their growth. And when I was able to do that, it took me a while because I was just going through the rungs of, you know, the, the different paths. When I took responsibility and said, well, I don't know if that's right for me or I don't know if that's what I want to do next or I don't know if that's really going to help me. 
uh, get to where I want to go. That's when things started to change for me. That's when I said, okay, I can take responsibility. I can carve my own path per se and understand what I want to achieve. And then I can utilize an agency or a training, uh, you know, uh, workshop or something like that in that journey rather than outsource my brain to that agency, to that graphic to tell me what I should do next. Yes. Sorry. I kind of lost my train of thought there. I apologize. Um, but I, I definitely, there, the graphic that you're speaking of on the paths to grow as a diver, um, we've all seen it. I'm sure every shop in the world has one of those posters, no matter what agency. Um, it's, it's kind of goes back to the path that you can choose. Like, Oh, you want to stop here? Do you want to keep going there? Um, I, uh, it's, sorry, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here. I'll let you, I'll let you take it back over. Well, what's interesting about those sorts of graphs is so in the business world, which is where, where I come from in a lot of ways, where we started to gain our kind of hierarchical structures. So we call them organizational charts, right? You've probably all seen these where here's the low guy on the totem pole. Like that was always my name at the very bottom (laughs) And and then it goes up, but, but right all that stuff came from really the military out of world war ii we started to draft corporations off of the structures of the military and it showed us okay here's how you know you grow if you think about the military you come in let's say enlisted and it's a really clear path you know e1 e2 e3 so on and so forth all the way up until you know you become an officer and you're no longer enlisted right Or, or you can make that choice And I think what's interesting about scuba is I never made that connection before, but my guess is, and I don't know this is true, but some of that same model of growth of, of development comes back to the roots of scuba being from the military. And that says your rank open diver, your rank advanced open diver, your now rank rescue diver and blah, 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 all the way up until you've achieved rank instructor, which is like sergeant or something. Right. And I think that that's not necessarily valuable in the idea of taking responsibility of your growth and development, because that isn't, that isn't necessarily the best path, the only path or the path that you should take in what your goals might be as a diver. Isn't that more of a perception though, that you see that list and you were like, Oh, okay. That's the next level. That's the next level. But isn't that more of a perception on the actual diver where it's just because there's that ranking system doesn't mean that I feel that we're back to another subjective topic where it's, you know, just because you're going through those ranks doesn't necessarily mean you're growing. It's I think it's it's how the diver feels because you, I mean, we've all talked about, I think I can't remember the few episodes ago about, Oh, the C card, the C card. People just want that next C card. Uh, when I first started, it's definitely when I first started, it was like, Oh, what can I do next? So this is the next class. This is the next class. I felt like I was learning more, but at the end of the day, you, you grow by diving correct or no. I I mean, I don't know that that's kind of a thought that I'm throwing out there. What do you think? Well, I think, I think you're right that the fact that you are advancing through that graphic on the wall doesn't necessarily mean that you're growing. But I would, I will say that it's maybe not intentionally presented in that way. But I know for me, when I was starting out, I looked at it in exactly that way. I looked at it as this is my, this is, I'm progressing if I get to these stages. I think that's the assumption a lot of divers make is that if I go through these things, I'm then going to grow. Like I'm, I'm now a, a new rank of scuba diver. But is I, I think that goes back at like to a perception because isn't it's not written anywhere. It's not what, what, what did somebody tell you that that like, oh, if you want to grow as a diver, you take this class, you go that next class. Was that told to you or was that like you said, your perception you said my there so do you think everybody feels that way or are you you assuming i'll i'll own my part of that because i think certainly i was looking to grow 
Um, and maybe that's what we're getting to is the difference between growth and and development. They're I'll two different be things. Honest, I'll be honest. I felt probably the same way. Oh, what's the next step? This is how I keep going. This is how I keep learning. But I feel what other path would you take? Well, let's get into that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's the key, right? Is that, is that what, what I knew as a new diver was that graphic, right? And I stared at it at the wall and I studied it and, and I knew that I said that that's how you grow. Well, now that I'm beyond that in some ways, beyond that, I would say rudimentary understanding that I had in early, I understand the difference. So, so one of the key pieces here, I think is the difference between growth and the progressive chart on the wall right or the the rankings of you know open water advanced open water rescue or rescue stress and rescue diver so on and so forth and for me i think it begs the question well what does growth mean you know there's lots of labels that we could say oh that person had to experience a lot of growth they're a master scuba diver but that doesn't necessarily like you're saying mean they grew that they've grown as a diver since day one so what does growth really mean how do you know that you're growing um how do you know what to do next as you start to advance well my my belt tells me that i'm growing uh, multiple times a year so i'm very <laughs> bummed out about that but um I, I mean i think that path is different for everybody uh it, a, a lot of it is everybody has different experiences different first instructors i think uh kind of going back to one of the previous topics i i feel that i don't want to say that's the job of the instructor but it's it's a good hopefully a good instructor will help you navigate what you want how you want to grow as a diver um so you know it, i feel like it yes it falls back on the instructor and the agency the agency's there to present the options the instructor's there to guide you through it and it's your and it's the diver the individual's job to navigate through it to figure out which way you want to go um and there is nothing wrong with being a master scuba diver i i, I know we joked around about it but it, you know it's it's that's some the path that some people want to take um and leave it at that uh there there's a reason I, I think the master scuba diver was presented as oh someone who wants to have the knowledge but they don't necessarily want to be a professional uh whereas the dive master is the first professional rating um so i i think it you know there, there's i'm just trying to think of the different ways that people can grow as a diver but ultimately it falls back on the individual where yeah uh you know where do you want to go yeah where do you what 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 route do you want to take yeah, I agree. Um, well, and I, I won't pull a punch on the master scuba diver side of things. I mean, pull no offense punch. to uh, anybody that is a master scuba diver. I think it's a marketing gimmick. I mean, that's my opinion of it is that, yes, okay, I gained five specialties and I get through three core courses and now I'm mastered. Like, what does that even mean? And so to me, it's just another way to sell five specialties rather than say, okay, that person is a I've, – I've dove with master scuba divers before – they're not master scuba divers and it's no offense to them, but it's to say that, that those five specialties doesn't necessarily mean that you have mastery of something. And that word mastery is really important to me. I mean, I, I hold on to that word. Um, I would not call myself a master scuba diver as, as in the context of I'm a master at it, right? Not necessarily the label, but I have mastery of scuba diving. I don't think you ever get there. And so for me, I, I do think that that's kind of a, a BS term just to call it out uh, for myself. And it's not to say that those specialties can't be valuable. It's not to say that there can't be learning there, but there's no way that you have mastered scuba diving because you completed five C cards and specialties. No possible way in my mind. And so therefore I think it's a marketing gimmick, not necessarily a definition of the skill and the, the mastery of that diver in, in scuba diving. That's my opinion. But we, we we can disagree to dis or to agree to disagree on this one too, if you'd like. It's I mean, what a lot of what I hear in that is, and I, I'm glad that you say this is my this is me. This is what that means to me. Um, I I don't necessarily think that's 
that way for everybody. It is it is a term. I mean, oddly enough, it's kind of funny. Um, I completed at one point a master scuba diver program. Oh, there it is. But See? No, 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 no. <laughs> but the reason is uh, and mo- a lot of people do for for certain agencies out there. It's a recognition that you get. It's not. Um, it's not, oh, here is uh, a C card. It's, it's just a recognition like, hey, you've done these things. This is a recognition. It's not necessarily saying that you're a master. Like we've all talked about just because you're a dive master, you've earned that title. So that, that's kind of knocking on the dive master situation too because it's the same thing. It's just one is one route you're going a professional route the other route you're going it's an achievement and it's kind of like if you play video games and you get an achievement doesn't mean that you're you know oh you're you're a professional at this you know there's that that term gets thrown around a lot in in different in different uh businesses but um i i just i don't know i i think that there's there's a little bit of uh, we'll call you passionate <laughs> against it. Um, but I just, I, I don't necessarily think that I agree with that because, um, if that's a route that somebody wants to go, I'm not going to knock them for it. You know, I, I don't think that a person's going to take that rating and in their mind think, Oh, I'm a master at this now. It's just a, it's an achievement. It's, you know, it's a, Oh, hey, you know, you you passed these, you you've done these five things, and who's to say if in those five specialties or or whatnot, um, they got extremely good training in those five specialties? Why wouldn't they be better than the person that didn't get those? Not better, that's the wrong word to use, but I just don't think I don't know. I I, I just I don't feel the same way about it that you do i guess so we can agree to disagree well we can Um, get into some semantics but this we'll we'll go down a rabbit hole so yeah the the reason this is not a knock on dive master in my mind is a dive master also called dive guide in some other uh, uh, other organizations i also hold the rating of a dive guide right is is you're the master of that dive so you're responsible for the it's like master chief you're responsible for that dive for the divers that are on that dive that's what that that title means when you're on the boat or you're coming from the shore is that you are able to be in charge of planning and organizing and executing a dive and take charge of other divers underneath you. That's kind of the, the perception, or I shouldn't say the perception. That's the requirement to be a dive master. That's what the training's about. The difference when you move the word in the front of it, it's not saying I've mastered diving dive master. When you put master in front of dive, it's saying I've mastered diving. I'm a master scuba diver to me. And that's, and that's, I I will say, the only thing I will say about it is the way it was presented to me was as a challenge to complete within a year and to do X, Y, and Z. And I went, dude, this is a marketing gimmick because it's not really going. I mean, I am, I'm qualified. I don't pay for my master scuba diver because I have to pay him and I don't want to pay for that. I don't, I don't think that. So I the the agency and literally the reason why I became um, or I achieved the master scuba diver master scuba diver or whatnot was because um, the agency when I was doing it, uh, it it's a contest actually which yes it's a marketing thing that oh if you become a master scuba diver within one year of completing your open water which it's just an achievement it's not the 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 agency that I did it's an achievement hey do these five specialties, uh, get this amount of dives. I even got my little gold pendant that says master scuba diver. Um, but basically at the end of the day, you get put into a contest where you can win a free liveaboard trip anywhere in the world. Uh, the reason why I was hyped on it was because the shop that I did it at, there was an individual who actually won that trip, which got to go on a free liveaboard, which I was like, that's fucking awesome. Like, where do I sign up? And it's something to work towards. But I just, I don't, I, um, I, I can't sit here and like I said, be as passionate as you are against it because, um, it's just another route for an individual to go. And, and I'm never going to knock any, any particular route that anybody wants to go on. Yeah. I'm sure I'm making friends right now. Yeah. Talking about, but, but my point is that, that I, if you're doing it out of, I want to be better. And I think these five specialties are going to help me be better. I think that's, that's awesome. 
and I would never knock that. Go for it. I think but if you're doing it, isn't that why somebody would do it in the first place? No. Uh, what I'm saying is they're doing it to achieve that status. It's it's because it's it's the same thing as getting the next C card. Is that is that? But the, a lot of what I'm hearing is is these are based on your experiences. But can you speak for everybody's experience? Of course. <laughs> no, of course not. Well, and <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I'm saying though is you 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 have to be objective like you can't you can't it, it, it's there's that like you've definitely everyone has their different experiences i can't say mine was the same right you know i i chose a path i went with it i'm not going to have any regrets yes i'm sure i have cards where i'm like why do i even have that card but at the same time i'll most likely go get other cards that i'm i probably don't need but to me it goes back to that topic, like any class I go into, I'm going to take something out of it. So if you're going into that with that mindset, then yes. But if you're going into it with the mindset of, oh, I just want another card. I just want another, you know, I, I feel that I, I think that lays that goes back to the individual, not the agency. Like, I, I think that it's, you know, the agency isn't telling you to do this. They're not, they're not physically grabbing money out of your pocket. You know, you're, you're taking the money out of your pocket and handing it over because that's a choice that you're making. So I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't feel, I haven't had that experience. And like I said, to the master scuba divers out there, I'm, I'm on your side, <laughs> like the dive masters, the master scuba divers, the open water divers, Everybody wants something different, but at the end of the day, if it's not something that I want, I'm not going to knock somebody else for not wanting the same thing. Yeah, and I don't knock anybody for for going down that path either. What I'm saying is from a model perspective in my experience of it, if I outsourced my brain, which I did, and admittedly in the beginning, to say, how do I develop? I follow the chart. That's provided. But in front did of somebody me. tell you that? Did somebody specifically tell you that, or was that your perception? So, so I asked, "How do I develop?" And the answer was always, "Take this next class." And if you look at what the next class was offered, it was the next one on the chart. And so my inference from that was, the chart defines your growth as a diver, I, and that's my experience. It doesn't mean it's everybody's experience out there, but my answer always was, at least in the the big box agency I was training under at that time was take another class it was never hey let's go dive let's what do you need what do you want to achieve it wasn't even what do you want to work on it was take another class take another class and actually here's this master scuba diver thing you could you could go and do that as a challenge yeah but okay that was where i was struggling with how does that help me achieve my my goal or my goals as a diver and that's where i maybe i'm maybe i'm coming off too strong uh, on this but that's how i experienced it was as a marketing gimmick not as something that was actually valuable to me it was just the the standard answer take another class get another rating and but are you gonna you can't deny that another class is gonna have it, another class is going to grow you as a diver Yes and no. I mean, well, I mean, it's, I've a, taken it's a yes or no question. If you take more classes, you're going to educate yourself. You're going to grow. It might not be how far you want to take it, but that's up to the individual at the end of the day because, you know, everybody, a, a lot of what I tell my students is you as much as, and this is just life, and I'm sure you completely understand this, it's all about what you put into it as well uh, on how much you're going to take out of it, right? So if you go in there and you're like, oh, I just, you know, I'm going to do the, the bare minimum, you're going to get back the bare minimum. So if you want to put more into it, because even the chart that you're talking about, I know exactly what you're talking about, there's the first standard, the the entry level open water base, and then if you look, there there's one up and then it goes to the side all these different specialties and a lot of those not a lot but a good amount of specialties it's just designed for an individual who wants some bit of exposure in that area and we talked about this yeah i could go to uh i could go to shop a and i'll get this sort of instruction i'll go to shop b get this sort of instruction um or you know you go to shop c that you've educated yourself and you 
looked and did did your research and say, oh, Shop C is the one for me because because I guarantee you that if you go and take five different five different instructors teaching the same specialty, there's going to be better. There's going to be a better instruction, you know, and it could be from any agency, you know, so that's my opinion. Um, so I, I think it just to me, it sounds like you you've had a bad experience so that there's you're you're passionate behind why you are the way that you're coming across right now. This is how I feel, how I feel. So do, do you need a hug? Oh, I might, I always I might need, need a hug. one. Yes, I no. always need a hug. Well, I mean, you're you're a sum of your experiences, right? And and your opinions are derived from those. So for me, what I've seen so far is uh, is more of a systemic issue than a, a localized issue. And that's like I said, I think it goes back to what we were talking about before: is whose responsibility is it? And when I took responsibility, and that might be the big shift for me is. I had to take that responsibility. When I took responsibility, I started to kind of see things for what they were rather than buying in full heartedly on what was presented to me. And that's really the difference. What do you mean see things for what they were? That there are options, that there are other options. I think when you start, for example, if you start in one agency, that agency's goal from a business model perspective is to sell continuing education. And we know this, why? Because they're tr that's what you're trained to do, is to sell continuing education in a lot of ways. And it's not to say that continuing education is bad. That's not what I'm saying. But it's to stay in that system, keep that customer, that diver in that system, and have an advancement, right? Have a pathway for them to quote unquote advance to continue to take courses from you. So you say that's the agency's goal. What's the instructor's goal? So I think the instructor gets stuck in the middle of that. I think the instructor may say, like, I know I've, I've talked to you about this. You, you mentioned this on an earlier show. Hey, I, I want, <laughs> I, I want to spend, I should be spending X amount more time with this person to really dial them in on X skill, right? But let's say buoyancy, but the class requires me to pass fail them or to do this within a weekend. And then you're caught in the middle of advance them to the next thing, certify them, not certify them, right? You're stuck in the middle of this because the next step is, oh, well, maybe that will get fixed in their next class, right? If I, don't, if I can't fix it in this class. So I think the instructor is the, in the middle. I don't think that, that, I think they're stuck in the middle of between the model and what's being presented and the diver who may not yet be self-aware or taking control or responsibility for their growth. That's my opinion, at least. So, so I'm on the instructor side. How about that? No, I know. I, <laughs> I, I do feel the same way, but there, there, that is why there's different, I think a few different agencies where there's the independent instructor where they can really dial in and, uh, conduct the courses how they want. Uh, if you are working under somebody, then yes, that that's just I, I we definitely mentioned it before where uh, you uh, you know if you wanted everything your way, then go out and start your own business type deal. Um, and you're working under you know the the limitations of what you're not owner, nobody has owners, <laughs> um, but your, your bosses pretty much, you know, your, whatever facility you're working out of, uh, there, there has to be some sort of structure. It can't just be a complete free for all. Right. Because then, I mean, maybe there is shops out there. I don't know. I haven't in my experiences, haven't, um, experienced it. That sounds, I'm using the same words over and over. Uh, but I, I think, I, I, I think that there's a lot of different instructors that will, is, what you're saying, oh, okay, I'm just going to pass fail them. But then there's other instructors that won't pass fail. They'll work with you. It all comes back to the instructor. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, a, it's an interesting topic. And I come out this from the perspective of my own experience, which is coming from the entrepreneurship startup world, looking at business models, seeing things in that way and trying to understand 
things in that way. And so that's my own perspective when I got involved with Scuba was, you know, I, like I said, I studied the chart. I wanted to follow the chart because I didn't know. I don't know anything. So this chart must tell me what it, what it takes, what's next. And as I started to experience the chart, work my way through the chart, right, quote unquote, um, and ask the questions of the instructors, at least that I had, what's next? I found the answers and the path not really focused on my growth, but focused on getting another certification or getting to that next level of quote unquote hierarchy in, in your diving. And I wanted something different. So I said, I want to take control of my growth and I want to work on, you know, uh, X for four months and that's it. But did you ever lose control of your growth? I, I wouldn't say I lost control. I would say I gave it over from day one. And I think that maybe where we're different here is that for me as a brand new diver, when I, I can, I'm, you know, going back to that time is you just don't know. Well, yeah, you don't know what you don't know, but at the same time, you, I, I don't know. I, I just feel that, that it, you're kind of just because you had a bad experience doesn't mean that's how it is for everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and you could say the opposite too, just cause you had a good experience doesn't mean that's the no, way it is for I know, everybody no, too. You're absolutely right. You are absolutely right. And that's all I'm saying is there's different perspectives. Yes. And you, that's why I don't want to sit here and knock one thing because if you've had a good experience or a bad experience, everyone's experience is going to be this different, but there, there's just options presented to you. It's how you go through and, and navigate that way through on if you're going to have a good experience or a bad experience. Um, if you, after that first class felt that you needed more training, I felt that you, I mean, couldn't you have not like went out and achieved that without taking another class? Well, the answer was take another class when I asked. I know, but if I go to a car dealership and the guy's trying to sell me a, a more expensive car, I'm not just going to buy into it. I'm like, oh, well, let me do some research first, right? Wouldn't you? So why wouldn't you have done the same thing with diving? Well, that's what led me to to take control, right? That's what led me to that was these experiences. So maybe maybe we can kind of hop off of my <laughs> bad or good experience yeah, of I this. Yeah, like, I, I hopefully um, I'm not. Yeah. You know, it's, it's definitely subjective, agreed. It's definitely variable based on lots of different factors. But I think for me, what I'm trying to hit home in this discussion is more that the, the industry or agency path that's presented to you as a new diver. If you're a new diver out there, you're looking at what's next. I love this. What's next? My learning and my experience of it was that the, the agency's path that they're presenting to you or whatever, you know, um, is is being shown to you as this is what your, you know, the next certification or level of diving you need to get to. Don't outsource that to that chart like I did. I think that was a mistake. Instead, look at what are my goals? What do I want to achieve? It's very different if I say I want to go dive, I want to go do penetration dives in wrecks. What that path looks like Sounds is like very my different. Love life. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, that that path is very different than somebody who says, I want to, uh, you know, be on the best drift dive, reef dives in the world, right? And so knowing what you want, and some of it is you just don't know. And that's where like the whole adventure diving thing is like exposure. But go out and, and do a dive trip. Try a bunch of different things because that path, when you take control of that, when you take ownership or responsibility of it, I think it's much clearer and much more powerful than if you simply follow the, the, the chart that's put in front of you, like I did originally thinking that's what it means to develop as a diver. Yeah. I mean, I, it goes back to what I always tell people in order to get better, in order to grow, just get out and dive. Um, you know, one thing that I did was I wanted to, dive uh, i wanted to have more experience in the ocean i went and uh volunteered at a marine conservation project and i grew i was diving every day i grew a, a huge amount because when you're in the water every day you're gonna figure things out as opposed to when you're in the water every other weekend or every weekend um but i guess that was the route that i went where um i 
did dives, but I also wanted to take classes. Um, and cause I, I definitely want to go out there and take more classes that not necessarily for the card, but I want to find out who is the best, uh, DSMB course instructor, you know, like I want to go out there and, and find out why, you know, are you the best? Let's figure something out. Oh, okay. I learned something new. Uh, what is the next course? There's a lot of classes I would love to take, not necessarily because I'm being sold on it, but just because I'm like, okay, well, what do you have to offer? What can you teach me? Um, I, and that's actually a goal of mine moving forward. I've told myself this is I want to try to take at least two to three classes a year. And it's going to hit a point where I'm like, okay, I've taken them all, but why not go take another one from an individual who is better? Like I've taken a side mount course already. Um, I already know that I'm going to take another one. I might take two or three. Uh, I want to go do a cave certification, um, but I know I'm probably going to take two of those because I want to go to the Mexico area and learn how to do caves there. But then if I go and try to dive caves in Florida, it's going to be a very different experience. I, you know, and you hear about these things. So that's what I, I just, I, I get what you're saying and I like what you're saying, you know, take control of it. But I, I guess you know, I, I, I have a hard time thinking that you lost control in the first place because of who you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think everything that you just said is a great example of taking responsibility over your growth and then utilizing the things that are available to you, whether they be courses, whether they be workshops, whether they be experiences, utilizing those things to help you on achieve your goal, whatever that might be of growth, right? I think... I think what I'm really talking to is, is those newer divers out there, or maybe the divers that been around for a few years and, and haven't yet realized that there's something outside of that chart. And I know that I fell into that and I'd be surprised if I was the only one um, that ever experienced that or, or that fell into it. And I take full ownership of the fact that I fell into that, right? That's, that's my, it's no one's fault. No one forced me, like you said, pulled the money out of my pocket, but it wasn't something that I realized that was even possible early on in my diving career. And that's what I'm trying to communicate in this episode is taking responsibility means being able to see outside of that quote unquote chart and be able to know how do I put my own growth path together for, to achieve the things that I want to achieve, not necessarily follow somebody else's path because that's what's in front of me and they must know better. That's, that was the different mindset for me. Okay. So Good. We haven't solved it. We never do. But, uh, but I think, uh, I think there's one more, you know, small topic in here, probably not small, probably huge, but let's, let's shift focus a little bit from, you know, the growth in the scuba and development in scuba and really get to more, maybe an, an open or evergreen space of, well, how do we know we're growing? What does growth even really mean? So it's great if you take responsibility of it. It's even great if you don't. And you say, I'm just going to follow the chart. But then how do you know that you're actually growing? Um, and I think that that's important to say or, or to be able to express for yourself. If I were to ask you or sit down and have a conversation, you know, and say, well, how do you know you're growing? How do you answer that? Uh, and so I think that's a good, good maybe thing for us to tackle next. Uh, well, I think that is also boils down to the individual, um, where they want to, how they want to grow. I mean, you know, definitely from your first dive to your 10th dive to your 50th dive, there's definitely going to be growth. Do you think there's ever up when you get worse? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. <laughs> when you get complacent. Uh, I was, I was always better in my third dive than I've ever been in my whole life. Right. Like that's like when you look at high school, like. Remember when, you know, the golden years, I wonder if you ever have that of diving. I mean, I'm sure I, uh, so I had this experience the other day and I, I, I definitely see that people can get worse. If you don't, if you stop diving, there was, uh, I, I don't know if I mentioned this actually, I don't, I don't think I have, but, uh, I did a, uh, reactivate course with a lady that was 83 years old. She hadn't dove in 30 years. Um, she basically said, oh, this used to be a lot easier. And she was having a hard time doing things because she's 83. So there's definitely, you know, it, it can get harder, but I feel like if you dive more, 
it, it would it, or if you keep active in diving it would be harder to get worse but um, I'm sure that if you go, you know, take those five-year breaks, those 10-year breaks, then you're going to not be as good as you were when, you know, you just stopped diving. But <laughs> complacency, I think, can lead to uh, being being worse. Well, it's interesting because for me, the topic of growth is outside of scuba is something that I've thought a lot about. And um, one thing you might not know about me, um, but is that uh, I was in the process of kind of researching a second book so i wrote a book a while ago um you know it's kind of like tattoos once you do one you just keep keep on going i guess although it was a very painful experience to write the first one which we talk about some other time but what i was interested in and still am interested in and have been doing research on around is is this idea of growth and so i've thought a lot about what are the guiding principles or the evergreen principles of growth and the way I've thought about it is what has to be true for a tree, for a human being, and for a rat. All those things are going to grow. And so what has to be true for all of those uniformly in order to experience growth? So I've got to a couple. I'm going to throw them your way, and we'll see where we go. So the first thing I think about when it comes to growth is that growth is an outcome of work. So growth isn't necessarily something you can go buy right you can't say oh i want to grow at this let me go buy it like you said a lot or earlier in the episode growth is that outcome of of the work the effort that you put in the energy that you put in comes back to you and so growth isn't necessarily a thing it's an outcome of a bunch of other things in my mind and so um that's that's for me the definition of growth and i think those other things that go into there are obviously the the fuel or the soil, the environment that you plant yourself in, right? Different things will grow differently based on that. When you talk about plant life, um, as you pour your water. <laughs> I was trying uh, to be as quiet as possible. So Producer back, Daniel just glared at me. <sighs> to, uh, sorry, Daniel. When you go back to plant life, the, the fuel or the soil that you put in, when you talk about like athletes, the fuel that they put in their body, right um will will determine how their body's going to grow the second one is really around consistent effort and that's uh, a tree has a lot of effort to grow a flower puts a lot of effort into grow right that process of photosynthesis so do we um as human beings right so do animals the third one is and this is super interesting so i'm going to kind of monopolize this section for a second but was uh, i was surprised about this was standardized rules and i was like what so i remember back in the day, have you ever watched the world cup it's you know international football or american soccer you watch the world cup i only know one football good sir no um i do not <laughs> i uh i don't you do live in texas <laughs> i uh i don't oddly enough i don't watch much sports to tell you the truth yeah i so i fell in love with international football soccer um when i was on my honeymoon actually oddly enough we happened to be in barcelona during El Clasico and El Clasico is this game between Real Madrid and Barcelona FC and it's the classic game right and we were able to attend during our honeymoon and we saw Messi Lionel Messi score two goals and we saw Ronaldo score two goals and it ended in a draw and it was like I've never known that this this game existed like this this is amazing I always thought soccer was you know a, a D-lister sport at least it was in my high schools right and so I, I was watching the World Cup one year and it blew me away that you have all these different countries and when they start the game they don't have to change any of the rules and that blew me away from it like why is that now there's different styles like you see how the the japanese play the game there's different styles there are different tactics versus how the germans play the game versus how the spanish play the game so on and so forth right us americans always seem to wait till the last minute to win the game and we, we like that dramatic ending of something right that seems to be our style of play but there's different styles but no one walked on the field and say oh well because japan's here today we need to move the lines in three feet or because germany's here we need to inflate the ball you know or use a different ball they all agreed on on the rules which got me thinking about this like how did soccer grow and what I found was, if you go back into the history of it all, it came down to when the rule book was canonized and that rule book started to make its way around the world, 
other people could then play. And then the same thing is true if you think about standardized rule books for DNA. DNA is our rule book for how, you know, if we're going to grow uh, a fifth finger or not. <laughs> like, like that's our that's our, our blueprint. And we're not supposed to have five fingers? Yeah. No, <laughs> some, some may not, uh, you know. Five specialties, master <laughs> diver. Um, back to the standardized rules. So that's the third one around a guiding principle. And then the fourth one is the perseverance with obstacles. So my, my point is that these four things, and there's probably more, but that's where I've got so far. When those four things go into the blender together, you know, environment, uh, fuel, effort, uh, standardized like rules, of, or at least we would say in, in scuba, like you're practicing or training the right way rather than you're not training the wrong thing. So you're not training a back kick and not actually achieving the back kick. You're training a back kick the right way. And then perseverance, when you add those four things together, growth is the outcome of those thing rather than a thing itself, right? It's it's the result. It's, it's at the end of the equal sign of those four things being added together. And I think that that's a really, for me, it's been a really nice way to think about growth. So I've just talked a whole lot. Um, sorry. <laughs> It's Welcome to my good. soapbox. I'll put it away. <laughs> uh, but it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. And, and I think it's very relevant to scuba in the sense that if we think about growth, not as the next class, but we take responsibility for it. And then we say, okay, what is the fuel? What is the soil? What's the environment I need to be in? What's the effort I have to put into? How do I standardize the rules or my training? And how do I persevere through the obstacles? When we look at those things, we can, again, take responsibility for our growth and know that when we do those things, that growth will be the outcome of us doing those things um, rather than saying growth is because I, you know, I, I took the next class or whatever. It might be. Well, I don't think anybody I mean, I, I don't know. It was never presented to me that way to take the next class as growth. I, I 100 percent agree with all of what you're saying, that there's different ways to grow. I like the the, uh, you know, the four different things that you use to grow. Um but I definitely think it, it, it just it's always up back goes back to it's up to the individual on how they want to grow. If they want to go that path, whether it be master scuba diver or if they just want to take another class, um, I definitely feel that you're going it, you're going to grow if you take another class. But it's all about what you put into it. If you go in, you're like, oh, I just want to I'm just here to get another C car. But if you go into it, like, I want to learn everything about this subject how how are you not going to grow? So it's always about the 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 individual at the end of the day. Which, like I said, I, so that's why I'm always yeah. I I do promote continuing education, continuing education. It's literally right there in the definition. You'll continue to educate yourself. But at the end of the day, if you're only going to take oh, I'm just going to watch the video, read the book, and then it's all going to go in one ear, right out the other. And I'm never going to remember it or I'm going to embrace this. I'm going to learn everything there is to learn about this topic. Then you're going to grow. So, uh, and, and it falls kind of back to what in the beginning, it can fall back on an instructor. If an instructor doesn't motivate you, doesn't grow you, then that can, I'm not necessarily going to blame it on the instructor, but it, it's a two way part. It's a three way part. I think the agency is just there to present options. The instructor is there to navigate, you know, to, to help you navigate through it. But at the end of the day, it's up to the individual on how much they want to grow. Awesome. Well, cool. Let's wrap it up there. And, and I wanted to kind of close with this quote. I love this, that our true potential is unknown and unknowable. And if we take that mindset of what you're saying and apply that quote, that, that our potential is unknown and unknowable, then what we take out of these things is really the outcome of the work we put in. And that's where the growth exists. So obviously today we've focused on that topic. How do I navigate growth as a diver? And I think we agree that there's a mixed responsibility here. Uh, we talked about that um, between the diver, but ultimately it's on the diver. The responsibility falls to the diver. And I think we talked about, you know, the different paths that might be out there, that there are different paths for specific skills or things that you want to do, but it comes down to the goal and, and seeing, you know, kind of putting your own path together. And then I think we talked a bit, uh, you know, my little soapbox about what growth actually means, um, which uh, could be a whole nother episode, right? Uh, and a whole nother discussion. 
So we'd love to hear your story. Uh, what is your experience as a master? No, I'm just kidding. What has been your experience um, with growth as a diver? How have you um, chosen a path or found a path? Uh, would you recommend that to somebody else? What has been your journey? Has it been like mine where it was a struggle and, and you're maybe a little hangry this morning? Um, or maybe it's like Nick's where you've had a good experience. We want to hear it. So share your thoughts with us. Leave a comment here or send us an email always uh, at info at the dive table.com. If neither one of those work for you, how can they reach us, Nick? Uh, carrier pigeon. Sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, just check us out online, uh, Instagram. Do we have a Facebook page? No, I, don't I don't think know. we do. Uh, but there's definitely ways to get at us. Um, and let us know what you're thinking. I'd love to hear your comments on your experiences. Um, I side with all of you master scuba divers out there in the world. So I just want you to know that. <laughs> Great. And if you enjoyed uh, this episode, uh, you want to be a part of building this community. We're really excited about the community that's forming around this show and, and just blown away by the feedback we've been getting, which is awesome. Um, you can join us in a couple ways. Uh, obviously, leave us a rating. That helps us a lot. Uh, so leave a rating. Um, send the link to this episode to your friend, to your dive team, to the last instructor, to the 10 master scuba divers you know. Send them the link. Um, and if you really didn't like it, send it to your ex-girlfriend or, or ex-boyfriend. That'd be awesome. And then obviously reach out to us, uh, info at thedivetable.com. You can also reach us at thedivetable.com. So thanks for being with us. Really enjoyed uh, the discussion. I don't think we solved anything today. Uh, Do but we ever? I don't think we ever. <laughs> Luckily, we don't have to. Uh, but we'll see you next time on The Dive Table. The Dive Table is a production of Fish Dive Surf Incorporated and a member of the Fish Dive Surf Podcast Network. You can find out more at www.fishdivesurf.com.